You're now listening to Jesus is the Truth with Ashley Moore from Obey Christ. May God bless you. Hi, you guys. Welcome back. I'm so excited that you guys decided to join me for this week's episode of Jesus is the Truth. As you can see by the title, we are diving into a very serious topic on today. Um, One that is one of my favorite topics, actually, Um, mainly probably because so many people are against it. When I say people, I'm referring to those who are on the outside of the body of Christ. So those who are the critics in particular, honestly, some people even actually, I think it's safe to say there are believers of Christ (laughs) that may also be against this truth and that is uh there is such thing as a righteous anger that the lord um has this is uh, this is the quality of the lord if you will it's a part of his character uh and again it is a righteous anger yes he does get angry yes it is justified and yes it is righteous because he's holy and perfect and um, I think it's important that people realize this and accept it as the truth, because to be quite honest with you, it's extremely frustrating when people assume that just because you're a Christian, you, 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 you can't say anything that will f- annoy the person or frustrate them. Because here's the thing, we're not necessarily doing it on purpose, first of all. So no, we're not going in with the, with the intention to annoy you, with the intention to frustrate you. What it is, is a, it's a matter of just being honest and saying what thus says the Lord. And there are scriptures in the Bible that talk about believers, followers of Christ being hated. So we will be hated um, by society, basically, or by the majority uh, just because simply because we come in the name of Jesus, you have to remember who is Jesus. Jesus is truth. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. So he's all three of those things. Um, it's his identity. He gave his life for ours. He gave his life so that we could have life. So by accepting Jesus, you're accepting life. Jesus is life. He is the way. No one, no man can come to the father, but by first by coming through Jesus, you have to accept Jesus as Lord. You have to bow your knee and submit to the Lord, submit to Jesus, accept him as your savior and and your Lord. And you have to know him and have this relationship with Jesus, a genuine, a sincere relationship with Jesus. Only then are you, um, given that access, uh, to the father, So Jesus is the way. And then you have Jesus is the truth. Okay. So it's used interchangeably. So if I come in truth, if I come to say the truth and the person rejects the truth, they're rejecting Jesus. You can't deny truth and accept Jesus or vice versa. You either accept the truth, which is Jesus or you deny the truth, which is Jesus. So, uh, people kind of want to do it their way and they want to basically 
cherry pick the Bible. I know you guys have heard of this term, or at least most of you have. It's basically when people go throughout the Bible, believers, a lot of believers are guilty of this as well. Make sure you're not one of them. That's a slippery slope and it's a dangerous, that's a dangerous mindset and practice to just go throughout the Bible and cherry pick your favorite scriptures. And those are the ones you live by. Those are the ones that are cool with you and your demons. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yep. I said it. So the ones that don't, you know, provoke the demons, but here's the thing. We have to accept the whole truth. Like if you want to accept Jesus fully, you have to fully accept the truth. You can't only accept the parts that are your favorite or are the easiest or the one or the part of the truth that's the most convenient. You have to accept the whole truth. And that's where we get into trouble as Christians who go out and evangelize or share the gospel or answer questions that sinners may have about the gospel. It's when you start to answer their questions with the truth that it begins, the frustration begins. And oftentimes I've noticed the lies begin to spew the accusations, false accusations, and manipulation as well. And when I say these terms, I am referring to, in particular, when, and I've had this happen to me on more than one occasion, when people say to you, oh, well, you know, you're supposed to come in love. Like, where's Where's the love? So if the person asks, for example, if the person asks you a question regarding maybe um, a stronghold that's in their life, something, a, a, a demon they're battling, a particular situation they're, they're battling. And when they come to you, maybe, and you can tell too, you can tell, well, at least I'm getting, I'm getting to the point where I can tell if they're sincere or not, if the person is sincere or not. Sometimes they come to you because they want to hear an explanation that will justify their sin. Um, Here's the thing. Your blood ain't about to be on my hands. So I've come to a point in my life and I thank the Lord for this, who has helped me along this very long journey that I'm on. (laughs) And I thank the Lord for, for, you know, helping me get to this point because I've been praying about this and I've wanted to get to this point. I've, I actually still have quite a ways to go, but as saints, we must pray for courage. We must pray for discernment and wisdom to better navigate these sort of situations. Cause I'm going to tell you one thing right now. I want to be known as the one that when you come to her, that that's me, you're, you're going to get the truth. Um, not, a biased answer, but an unbiased truth. Not because I know such and such that know you that whatever, like, or whatever connection that we may or may not have, whatever history we may or may not have, whoever you know, whoever your mama is, wherever you used to work, wherever we went to school, wherever you went to school, how much money you got, what kind of car you drive. None of that should matter when it comes to answering one of your questions that pertains to salvation. Like I, sh- I should never be in a position where I feel where, where I'm altering the truth. 
Oh, that's dangerous, by the way. I Do you guys understand? Anyway, I, I'm going to go ahead and move on to the lesson. <laughs> um, I just want to move on to, to this lesson, which is Jesus is love. Yes, God is love. Yes, we know that. That's why we're all not dead right now. How about that? How about Jesus demonstrated his love by giving his life for us? How about God demonstrated his love by giving his one and only son so that we wouldn't be destroyed? Why can't that be love? Isn't that love? Don't go on and take that out of context and then say, oh, but you're supposed to let us just let people live their lives. Why are you coming to say, why are you disrupting people's lives? Why are you crushing their dreams? Why, why are you saying things that are making people angry? Here's the thing. I'm not looking to make you angry. I'm just saying what the truth is. And the truth makes you angry because Jesus is the one that you're really angry with. God is the one you're really angry with. The truth is going to do a thing called disrupt your lifestyle and cause you to die to your flesh, (laughs) die to self and make yourself small so that his will can be done here in the earth. You see, this life isn't about us. It is about the Lord and what his will is for all of us, which is perfect, by the way. He, he only wants the very best for us. So in submitting to him, we are, we're literally doing the best thing. Here's the thing. This is interesting. Some people think by avoiding God, they're looking out for their best interest in a way because it feels, that's a very dangerous thing, guys. Those feelings get them under control. And, and sometimes um, you'll feel things and still not necessarily have it fully under control, but maybe you can just uh, learn not to obey them. And I don't, I'm not trying to sound sarcastic. I, I'm, I've had to learn to do that and I'm still learning. The Holy Spirit is helping me. So I would definitely plea with you guys to do the same thing. Seek the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit to help you in that area. But back to what I was going to say, people look out for their best interest, so-called look out for their best interest. <laughs> by um doing what they want to do what feels right to them in that moment is in their head looking out for their best interest it's being selfish is what it is right so you're basically an open rebellion okay let's call it for what it is and then when when really <laughs> what you did by being rebellious aka rejecting god you're basically rejecting what's in your best interest because God is your best interest. He has your best interest in mind. He already knows the end from the beginning. He knows exactly what the best outcome is for you and what it takes for you to get there. So it's in your best interest to die to yourself and to die to your own will and to die to the things that you feel like are the best things for you and just give that all to God because he's the one he's the one ultimately that knows the very best for you and I am just really annoyed when um people box God in because really okay when people go around trying to box Christians into this little box with a bow that says I'm always kind and uh gentle and willing to give you a hug and will never, you know, hurt your feelings or offend you. 
that's the box people like to put Christians in. And those are the labels they like to stick on the box. Don't offend. Don't hurt people's feelings. Give out hugs. Um, rock people to sleep. <laughs> oh, now preach all by itself. Um, basically fill in the blank. Everything that makes people feel good. When really, guys, it was never about your feelings. Do you think I feel <laughs> like doing most of what I do on a regular daily basis, especially when um, I'm tired or like most people, you just want to relax or you just want to like, I don't know, just not have any responsibilities. Those are what my feelings want. Those, that's what my flesh wants. To not have any responsibilities, to not have anyone to answer to, to do what I want to do when I want to do it, how I want to do it. But isn't that, is that in my best interest? No, those are two different things. So, um, I'm not here to cater to your feelings. That's what your enemy does. And that's another thing. People get twisted. See, they think when people come in truth to you, that's labeled as hate. And those who come to tell you what you want to hear, those people are labeled as loving. So you have it, literally you have it wrong. That's the very opposite of what the reality is. The reality is those who come to you in truth and tell you sometimes the things that you don't want to hear, those are the ones that love you because they have your best interest in mind despite your feelings. Just like God, just like Jesus, right? And the people who just say, oh, yeah, girl, go ahead and do that thing. Oh, yeah, you right. You on the right track. You got it. Do that thing, girl. Yeah, you on it. You you got it. Keep on eating. Keep on drinking. Keep on sleeping with him. God know your heart. We all know your heart. You have Your heart is in the right place. So, of course, there's nothing wrong with what you're doing. That's what you want to hear, right? That's what you want to hear. And you call those people who tell you that your friends and you call them loving. The Bible says, woe to those who call good evil and evil good. So if what you're doing according to the Lord is, is evil, but you are convinced it's good. You've told yourself it's good and you only want to surround yourself by those who reinforce that lie. Well, the Lord says, woe to you. So danger ahead because woe is like sorrow coming to you. And then you wonder why things happen back to back in your life. You wonder why things don't seem to go right. You wonder why basically the enemy just taking you on a ride. You the one bought the ticket to that ride. And you the one that said you didn't want to get off. You didn't have to say it with your mouth. You say it with your actions when you don't bow your knee to the one and only true living God who told you to seek first the kingdom of heaven. And all of his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. Seek him first. This is not even in my notes. This is the Holy Spirit talking. I'm about to get into my notes right now. But there's the intro, guys. Woohoo! 18 minutes in. Let's see if I can get that. <laughs> Let's see uh, what the Holy Spirit will allow me to take out um, in editing. But guys, I'm going to go ahead and get into today's lesson. There's the intro though. I'm pretty much just tired of being in a box guys. I'm tired of being in a box as a saint, as a Holy Spirit filled believer and member of the body of Christ. I'm tired of people putting me in a box and trying to put labels on me, AKA trying to control me and manipulate what comes out of this mouth that don't belong to them, but to the Lord, to the one and only true living God. I am a Holy Spirit filled believer. Like many of you listening right now, 
we can't be afraid of men in their faces. We have to do what the Lord tells us to do. So I'm going to go ahead again and get into these notes. Um, and we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about what anger looks like, what righteous anger looks like and how love indeed consists of righteous anger and a justified anger that comes just at the right time and that love doesn't always look like those labels I mentioned earlier it doesn't always look like a big old hug love ain't gonna always look like me telling you what you want to hear maybe there are certain occasions where it's it's fine um rather I should say maybe there are certain occasions when what you want to hear coincides with what I should be saying to you anyway I'll put it like that yeah I, ca- I can't be dictated by your feelings any more than I can be dictated by my own feelings my feelings along with my entire body as a believer and member of the body of Christ is submitted under the authority of God so who then do you think you are <laughs> to come near me and then expect for me to now submit to your feelings no you just gonna have to dislike me in real life because what I cannot do literally guys literally it's not about me it's not about you what I cannot do is go against what God said it's just as simple as that doesn't mean I have to go around being rude and mean to folks. It just means that there's order to things. And it means that I have to submit to God's order of things. And we have to do things in a certain order. And we have to do things according to God's will. Because you're either living for God or you're living against him. Remember that, guys. Never forget it. That's what the Lord said in his word on many occasions you cannot serve two masters everything i just said to you guys was not written in my notes but that's okay we're gonna get into the notes now and i actually do have a lot of scriptures to present to you guys you guys gotta hang in there just like i had to do just like i'm still doing you have to uh you have to develop an appetite for the word of god i I, i'm not gonna apologize to you guys when i have a lot of scriptures to read or when i feel led to uh to include a lot of scriptures in the message so Yes, we do have a scripture field message on today. And I think it is always a, a great thing when that happens. Um, what better word than the word of God, right? We're going to start with Matthew chapter 10 verses 26 through 36. And it reads, so do not be afraid of them for there is nothing concealed. This is Jesus talking to the disciples. My apologies. I should have said that. Uh, let me give you a little bit of context. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. That is uh, his followers. So if he's saying this to his followers, he's saying it to every one of us as followers of Christ. He's speaking to us as well. We're in Matthew chapter 10. I'm going to start in verse 26 and it says here, Do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. I love that. That's so poetic. Don't be afraid of those who kill the body, but can't kill the soul. Basically, don't be afraid of a man. Don't fear them. They have no authority where it counts. Oh, I felt the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Guys, I love it so much. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Where it counts is it is, is we're speaking now in the spirit realm, the eternal realm, the the part the part of us that lives on forever. Man has no authority, not without God, not without Jesus, not without being connected to Jesus, right? Man has no authority in that realm. Man has no authority in that realm without Jesus, without being connected, without being linked in and connected to the kingdom of heaven by way of Jesus, without being given God-given authority by way of Jesus. I think there's another popular saying that, um, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but there's another popular saying that goes like this, man ain't got a heaven or hell to put you in. I think that that pairs well with that, that scripture right there. (laughs) But, um, okay. So I'm going to reread that and I'm going to keep going on until, uh, verse 36. So again, uh, let me pick back up with verse 28. It says, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one. And one has the capital O who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside of your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my father in heaven. Do not think I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword for I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Okay. So Jesus just said a lot right there. And I'm just going to wrap that up by saying this. He ain't come to bring peace, but a sword. Guys, the sword is the word of God. The word of God is truth. Jesus is the truth. It's all connected. Isn't that? I love it so much. But the point is here, he's recognizing the fact that disruption is inevitable. He knows that when truth is revealed and declared among a world of evildoers, disruption is inevitable you're just you're disrupting the atmosphere of evil in this case okay a lot of people doing whatever it is they want to do literally guys it was a lot of disgusting things happening in those days as well a lot of rebellious people a lot of witchcraft a lot of sexual immorality and a lot of rebellion overall and jesus is saying here I I came to tell y'all what's about to happen. And I know it's going to make a lot of folks angry, which will result in mother being against daughter and a man against his own father and just basically disrupting a lot of households and relationships and things like that because of what the truth is. People aren't going to want to hear it, basically. So keep this in mind, okay? We're going to go on. It says, for context regarding what God did to the rebellious Levites who came against Moses, 
aka the Lord, okay, because it was the Lord who was leading Mo- Moses. Moses was Holy Spirit filled, and he was walking with the Lord, and he was walking out the Lord's orders. Okay, so we're gonna start in Numbers, number sixteen, guys. Do not neglect the Old Testament. When you finish reading the New Testament, go back and start back in Genesis and go back around, guys. It's so good, and the Lord just keeps revealing. And keeps providing more and more revelation. It will bless your soul. And you'll get to know God more and his character. And for those of you who have already read the Old Testament. And you're familiar with it. It will remind you of his character. And again the Lord will reveal more knowledge, wisdom and revelation to you. While you read it again. That's just how the word of God is. It's alive. And the Lord is speaking. He speaks to us no matter how many times we read a passage. I don't know how many of you are um, can witness to that. But I know quite a, few, quite a lot of you uh, know what I mean when I say this. You can read a passage over and over again. And every time you read it, 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 it feeds your spirit in a different way. Or you get a new revelation. Or it impacts you in a way it didn't before. Okay, again, we're in number 16. I'm going to start with verse 1. And I'm going to read uh, all the way to verse two. <laughs> so I'm going to read verses one and two first, and then I'm going to skip to verse um, 16. Okay. Again, we're in numbers chapter 16. Um, and I'm going to start with verse one. It says, now Korah, son of Izar, the son of Kohath, son of Levi, along with some Reubenites, Dothan, I don't know if it's Dathan or Dothan. First of all, for all of these names, guys, please forgive me. For those of you who know the correct pronunciation, forgive your girl. I am um, ignorant when it comes to the correct pronunciation of these foreign names. But I'm sure the correct pronunciation is much, much more beautiful than what I'm saying right now. Just want to put that out there as a disclaimer, guys. Um, okay, so back to what I was saying. Numbers chapter 16, verse 1. It says, Now Korah, son of Izar, the son of Kohath, son of Levi, Along with some Reubenites, Dathan or Dothan, and Abiram, Abiram, sons of Eliab and On, son of Peleth, conducted a rebellion against Moses, along with 250 men of Israel, renowned as leaders of the congregation and representatives in the assembly. So basically, we got a group of leaders, appointed leaders. <laughs> who decided that uh, they was tired of Moses and all that was going on with the delay of them entering the promised land. It was over it. Y'all feel free to go back and read numbers. Exodus, start with Exodus at least. If you don't want to go all the way back to Genesis, start with Exodus then read on through all the way to numbers. Exodus will give you much needed context before you get into numbers. Trust me on that. Um, But anyway, like I was saying, they done ganged up against Moses basically. Okay, a bunch of leaders and ganged up against Moses. There was over 250 men deep. So we got all of those men I just named, which was about five. Okay, five or six of them, plus the 250. Okay, so a little over 250 men of Israel then decided to rebel. Now that y'all got that little piece of context, I'm going to jump to verse 16. And I'm going to read verse 16 and 17. So that's Numbers chapter 16, verses 16 through 17. It says, And Moses said to Korah, You and all your followers are to appear before the Lord tomorrow, you and they and Aaron. Each man is to take his censer, place incense in it, and present it before the Lord. 250 censers, you and Aaron are to present present your censers as well. 
All right, now I'm going to jump to verse 20 and I'm going to read all the way through to verse 24. Again, we're still in Numbers chapter 16. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, separate yourselves from this congregation so that I may consume them in an instant. I love my God. I just love the passion. Um, I love that he don't play no games. I can relate to that. Um, The next verse reads as follows. But Moses and Aaron fell face down and said, O God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, when one man sins, will you be angry with the whole congregation? So we got Moses here pleading on behalf of the people. So he doesn't want to see all the people destroyed. Then the Lord said to Moses, I'm in verse 23. Then the Lord said to Moses, tell the congregation to move away from the dwellings of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. So the Lord showed mercy. And he said, all right, then y'all separate yourselves from these folks right here, Dan, in particular. So Korah, Dathan, and Abiram were the ringleaders of this rebellion. Okay. Keep that in mind. Now I'm in Numbers chapter 16, verses 28 through 34. Then Moses said, this is how you will know that the Lord has sent me to do all these things. So, okay, again, let me just stop here. Keep it in mind that Moses just finished separating Korah, Dathan, and Abiram or Abiram from the congregation. Okay, so they're separated. Now Moses is addressing the crowd. He's saying, this is how you will know that the Lord has sent me to do all things for it was not my own doing. If these men die a natural death or if they suffer the fate of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord brings about something unprecedented and the earth opens its mouth and swallows them and all that belongs to them so that they go down alive into Sheol. (laughs) Then you will know that these men have treated the Lord with contempt. Okay. Moses was very creative and um, poetic and he wasn't playing no games. Do you see, guys, I'm trying to make a point here. The Lord doesn't play any games. So those who follow the Lord and are led by his will and his ordinances, we also ain't going to play no games. We're allowed to get angry, y'all. Watch what the Lord do. As soon as Moses had finished saying all this, the ground beneath them split open. And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them and their households, all Korah's men and all their possessions. They went down alive into Sheol with all they owned. The earth closed over them and they vanished from the assembly. Look what happened. Look at the consequences. Are you going to tell me now that God isn't loving? You can't say that. That would be blasphemous. God is not only loving. God is love. God is love. So 
when God expresses his love in this way, that just tells you right there, there's a righteous anger that any person walking in love is allowed to express when appropriate. We're given so many examples, guys, so many from not only God himself, God, the father and Jesus, um, we're going to get to that in a minute, but also from the leaders. Cause I know there's some people like, well, that was God. God can do what he want to do. That don't mean Christians can go around acting like this, doing that and, and think they can. Oh yeah, we can. I mean, we can't go around doing what we want to do when we want to do it and just treat people like garbage. No. See, that's what folks, that's what the critics and children of Satan love to do is exaggerate and go to extremes and manipulate the truth and make things seem like they're, you know, just add stuff that ain't got nothing to do with. That's not what we're saying. We're saying there's a time and a place for a righteous anger to be expressed. We're still in numbers actually, but now we're going to move on to chapter 25. I have another example for you guys. I very much enjoyed this example too, again, because it's a demonstration of God's passion, his zeal, and how those who love the Lord and truly follow him with his or her whole heart, soul, and mind will also be zealous and passionate. Let's get into it. Um, We're in Numbers chapter 25. I'm going to read verses one through four to give you a little bit of context. Then I'm going to jump to verse six and read through to verse 11. (laughs) Um, This is about Moab or Moab. Um, and how Moab seduces seduces Israel and uh, the zeal of Phinehas. Okay, so it says here, while Israel was staying in Shittim or Shatim, I don't know if I'm saying that right, guys. The men began to indulge in sexual immorality with the daughters of Moab. Guys, can I just say, again, please go back and read Exodus and Numbers and Genesis. It's I prefer you read it, everything in chronological order, of course, but I'm just saying for those of you who just kind of want to jump to these certain topics and read about it, at least start in Exodus. It'll give you some really important um, context leading into numbers. I'm just saying, but what I wanted to say, I want to make a mention to really quickly is the fact that God constantly like rather I should say on many occasions warned the people of Israel not to get involved with these folks who were involved in witchcraft. He warned them, you guys, in different ways on various occasions, just so that the people in the back would also get it. Okay. Keep this in mind. All right. So they, so as you can see, verse one of chapter 25 in Numbers, they went ahead and did it anyway. So it says here, while Israel was staying in Shittim or Shittim, Shittim, I don't know. The men began to indulge in sexual immorality with the daughters of Moab who also invited them to the sacrifices for their gods, little G, of course. And the people ate and bowed down to these gods. 
So Israel joined in worshiping Baal of Peor, and the anger of the Lord burned against them. Then the Lord said to Moses, take all the leaders of the people and execute them in broad daylight before the Lord so that his fierce anger may turn away from Israel. Here we have again um, the Lord demonstrating a righteous anger against the leaders uh, because again, they're out here doing the opposite of what they were instructed to do. So let's go ahead and jump to Numbers uh, chapter 25, verse 6 through 11. Just as that happened, an Israelite man brought to his family a Midianite woman in the sight of Moses and the whole congregation of Israel while they were weeping at the entrance of the tent. On seeing this, Phinehas, son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, got up from the assembly, took a spear in his hand, followed the Israelite into his tent, and drove the spear through both of them through the Israelite and on through the belly of the woman. That was a man of God, you guys. This is dedicated <laughs> to those of you that don't even like for people to tell you that you ought, ought to leave that man alone. He married. This is for those of you who don't want to be told to stop smoking. We're called to holiness. This is for those of you that are mad at God. Because he said you can't get drunk because you're called to holiness. I'm dedicating this to those of you who get mad at believers of Christ and um, want to claim that believers in Christ aren't walking in love whenever they tell you something you don't want to hear, even though it is only truth let me just finish reading so you can see what happened so you can see what the lord said about this man's actions this man who instinctively due to the the righteous burning anger on the inside of him because of his connection to the holy spirit okay because of his connection to the holy one he grabbed his spear when he he was sick of it he was sick of the sin he was fed up he grabbed a spear and he he drove it into the man and his lover the very woman he was told not to touch and he killed both of them on sight and let's see what the lord had to say about it so the plague against the israelites was halted but those who died in the plague numbered twenty four thousand. then the lord said to moses phineas or phineas son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest has turned my wrath away from the Israelites for he was zealous for my sake among them so that I did not consume the Israelites in my zeal. So the Lord was pleased. The Lord was pleased. I'm not saying you need to go out and kill folks. Y'all please y'all listen. If y'all took that out of what I just said, I'm concerned on on a, on a on a few different levels for you and, and and how lost you are. Um I'm not saying we have the right to just go off and kill folks. This was a very extreme case, yes. But it's proving the point I'm trying to make. The Lord is passionate and zealous. He ain't playing around, he ain't playing no games. And he loves a follower who is the same. 
just as zealous and passionate. He loves a follower who knows when to embrace this passion and this zeal. Y'all, the Lord had sent a plague to kill the Israelites because of this rebellion. So really, Phinehas and killing those two people, the man who was bold enough to rebel against the law of God in the midst of the priests, the high priests and the congregation. They was out there talking among leaders. And here come this man just flinging himself through, running by with his with his girl on his arm, his new girl, he picked up in, in the devil's land. Okay, the land of witchcraft and sin. They went running by. He didn't care. He was gone. And Fanai was like, okay, let me handle this right quick. Because what y'all not going to do is disrespect my God. I've had enough. So he ended it. And the Lord said, okay, all right, I'll stop the plague now. Because that's, that's that type of energy I needed right now. Again, 24,000 Israelites died in that plague as a result of the plague before Phinehas killed that, the, the, that couple. So when Phinehas killed the couple, the Lord stopped the plague. Meaning people stopped dropping dead from that plague. Meaning, in reality, <laughs> Phineas killing those two people ultimately saved thousands. That's pretty cool, right? Okay, guys, so this next passage comes from Exodus chapter uh, 32, verse 19. Just to give you guys a little bit of context, this is when Moses was in the mountain, Mount Sinai, meeting with the Lord, and the Lord was giving him the Ten Commandments to share with the Israelites. It says here, uh, when Moses approached the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, his anger burned and he threw the tablets out of his hands, breaking them into pieces at the foot of the mountain. So he was angry with the people. Um, and mind you, just before that, he was playing with the Lord not to destroy them because that's what the Lord was about to do. <laughs> and, and Moses was like, you know, please don't, you know, let's basically give give them a chance have some mercy on them and so the lord um showed his mercy by not killing them all and uh moses was very angry um because when he came down from the mountain and saw all the dancing and singing and the worshiping of the golden calves and the and the 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 gods the idols that they had formed in that very short time he was meeting with the lord on their behalf um he smashed the tablets out of anger so again i dedicate this scripture to those of you that like to title christians as oh you're only supposed to hug and love on people and smile at all times and you're not allowed to get angry the devil's a liar yes we can get angry too. And it's okay when it's justified. And if we're spirit-filled, if we're Holy Spirit-filled, that is, guess what? The anger's justified because of the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. Amen. Guys, we're going to go on to Matthew 
uh, chapter 21, verses 12 through 13. Then Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those selling doves. And he declared to them, it is written, my house will be called a house of prayer. But you are making it a den of robbers. He didn't go in and say, hello, all precious children to whom I was sent to die on the cross and save. I love you so much. Please, no more of this. Can you please stop selling things in here? This is really disrespectful and I'm, I I've, I feel bad. I don't know really how to say this. Um, How can I say this so I'm not hurting your feelings? Selling things is good. Selling things is really cool. I understand is w- what you have to do for to earn a living because <laughs> the cost of food is just crazy these days. So I totally understand it. And I know you have to pay taxes. If you could sell it outside of the temple where one is, is supposed to come to worship God, that prop that'd be better. And I don't want to say, I don't want to, I don't want to offend your business because your business is really, you know, it's beautiful. It would just be better and more appropriate if you took those products and exclusively sold them outside of the temple. Not because I don't love you and God doesn't love you and God doesn't love your business, but because the temple is, well, it was designed for worshiping God. And that's why. But again, your business is so cool. Your products are super cool. I really think you should um, consider uh, never selling things in here again, please. Jesus didn't do that. He walked in there and flipped the tables. Okay, first of all, he'll end up on TikTok real quick. If, it, if that happened today, he'd be on TikTok. And a lot of people will be in the comment se- section saying how disrespectful he was and inconsiderate. And how dare he? Uh those innocent people were just, you know, minding their business and selling things like they weren't hurting anyone. And this is a free country and blah, 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 blah. Jesus said, it is written. My house will be called a house of prayer. Okay. So I dedicate this passage to all of those who say she didn't speak to me in the right way. She was disrespectful respectful when she approached me or when he approached me and call himself trying to correct me or told me I'm I'm doing something that's not in the will of God or I'm doing something that's not according to the Bible that was disrespectful she had no right what who does she think she is who does he think he is to come and talk to me that way and be disrespectful and inconsiderate of my feelings he wasn't even considered he was not even considerate of my feelings I was just minding my business. Why did he have to talk to me like that? Some people, you don't even have to cuss them out for them to get offended because the truth will offend them all by itself. The truth offends the devil. So if you are devil filled, let me just make a mention to this. And y'all just gonna have to excuse the, the, the hair right now. I'm just over trying to adjust it. Have you noticed you don't even, Christians don't even waste your time and I have to tell myself this a lot because sometimes I over talk I, I talk a lot I have a tendency to talk a lot and to over explain I'm sensitive to a degree to where I can I pick up on people's emotions 
And that's just a grace the Lord has given me because I am a prophetess and I'm prophetic like many of you. Um, but what I'm trying to say, and no, I, I'm not self-proclaimed. I've been told this by my apostle and by pastors alike, other pastors and ministers and leaders. Like, it's, no, I didn't. I'm not self-proclaimed <laughs> and self-anointed. <laughs> but many of you out there are very also prophetic and you, and you know that as well. But my point is this, because I'm sensitive and I can pick up on people's feelings and uh, stuff like that. I tend to over explain sometimes and I'm trying to get better at that. Also, because I know the generation we're dealing with right now is highly sensitive in comparison to days of old. Um, So I keep that in mind as well. I don't, if I can help it, I don't want to give the enemy a foothold. So I try to do my part in, you know, explaining things in such a way that will that won't leave room for misinterpretation or misunderstanding and that can look like me over explaining sometimes but guys I have to admit that's exhausting it is how much I would just love to speak like this like how God and that's why the Lord tells us let your yes be yes and let your no be no let your yes be yes and anything else is of the evil one like we have to be careful with that Like, let's just say what we mean and mean what we say and just say it, right? And the thing is, when you begin to over explain and talk, 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 it it can be really easy. It can turn into a slippery slope really quickly. And then you start finding yourself may or may not compromising. I thank the Lord. I'm, I don't, I thank the Lord. I'm very conscious of that. And I'm conscious, the Holy Spirit, I I, I try my very best, (laughs) Uh, to listen to the Holy Spirit and be Holy Spirit led when it comes to um, confronting people, talking to people about certain things, because what I don't want, okay, is to compromise because not all people are not going to always like what you have to say. But the thing is, this is bigger than me. It's not about me. And it's not about if it ain't about my feelings and it ain't about me, it definitely ain't about you and your feelings. So how can we navigate this thing to where you don't get offended? And sometimes you have to talk in such a way that people can understand. But what I love about this right here in chapter 21 of, of Matthew is where Jesus is showing an expression of anger. So he's expressing a righteous anger by flipping over those tables. And he also refuses to over explain. He's like, actually, he's not explaining it at all. He's just telling them what, what it is. My house will be called a house of prayer, but you're making it a den of robbers. Boom. That's it. What else he got to say? What else is there to say? What part of that didn't you understand? But TikTok will call him rude. <laughs> TikTok would call him abusive. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Why? Because he did not first cater to your feelings and lay down a nice little fluffy cushion to get you ready for that fall because he was going to hurt the feelings and the feelings and the disappointment was going to come and your expectations was going to fall. See, in today's age, that's what we're taught to do, especially, I have to specify, specifically in American society, even more specifically, U.S. American society, we are taught to lay a very soft foundation before we hit somebody with a hard truth. 
And oftentimes the hard truth never comes because your foundation, you spent so much time laying that soft foundation. The truth is just full of fluff. And now is it even really truth at this point anymore? The devil's alive. Listen, I'm going to come with the truth. Yeah, sometimes I do spend my time. I ain't going to lie. Sometimes I do lay a little soft foundation first. Every situation is different. But I'm saying what I do consciously work on and I pray and ask God to help me with is that I don't compromise the truth and what it is that the Lord is saying in that hour to that person, including to myself or whatever it is he's calling me to do, whatever it looks like. I need to stay true to that, not to men and their faces and their feelings. Yo, li- listen, people feelings going to be hurt. Ain't no way around it. Ain't no around it. Ain't no way around it. You know how I know? Because that's what the Bible said. The Bible said not only will man's feelings be hurt, they, he said they're going to hate you. Because you come in my name. So they're going to hate you anyway. Just get over that part. He's just letting you know what it is right up front. He's being very transparent about what you're getting yourself into. And he's like, you know, don't even worry about that. But your reward will be much greater. So listen, anything you go through down here is going to be nothing in comparison to your reward, the reward that you're going to get in heaven. So yeah, I wanted to mention that. And then I'm, I'm going to go ahead. Let me go on and mention these last few points. And I'm going to close this message. I know y'all love going around hushing folks. And I know this, uh, I know this 2023 society, uh, U.S. society wants so badly to desensitize its citizens to all of all evil, right? And all evil doing all the while at the same time, make them oversensitive to correction and truth. My God, a, a recipe for disaster and destruction, by the way. Okay spoiler alert now i'm talking to the saints by the way i'm I'm addressing the saints we can't let that get in the way of us saying what we gotta say and yes sometimes it's gonna look like you being a bully in their eyes here's the thing these labels like bully being abusive being inconsiderate being rude they're overused and they're misused these days the definition that i think has changed at least five times in the past 10 years like things that really are not considered abuse are now considered abuse. And the Lord says, woe to you, woe to those who call good evil and evil good. So you walk around calling correction abuse, God ordained correction. You're calling that abuse. Be careful with that. I'm just saying, be careful with it. Um, Revelation chapter 19 verses 12 through 15. Again, I'm in Revelation chapter 19 verses 12 through 15 and it reads his eyes were as a flame of fire now we're talking about jesus we're talking about jesus again so the first time he was here it was all about teaching teaching people the truth guiding people to the cross healing uh, delivering correcting then he sent out the 11 can't count judas y'all so he sent out the 11 and this was the considered the great commission. I believe it was, it was, it's the last chapter in Matthew. I want to say it's chapter 28, but at any rate, it's considered the great commission. Okay. So he sent out the 11 to basically make followers and believers of all nations, all four corners of the earth, baptizing them in the name of the father, son, and the Holy spirit and teaching them 
the way to go, what is correct, teaching them the right way, how to do things. A lot of y'all like to leave that part out. Y'all don't want to, and I get it. I get it. It's easy. It's convenient to leave it out because folks don't want to be taught. Folks don't want to be corrected. Folks don't want to be told what to do. They don't, they basically don't want to be told what to do. So I get it. But this is a part of our purpose as well. It's a part of our commission. But my point is this, that's what Jesus did on his first tour here on the earth. But he's coming back again, right? This is what it's going to look like when he comes back. The loving God now, we're talking about a loving God. I need this to be clear into your head of what love looks like, okay? There are other sides of love that's justified. And it says here in Revelation chapter 19, verses 12 through 15, his eyes were as a flame of fire. Eyes like fire. That just right there is is symbolic of the passion. Burning. For the war at hand. And on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. Verse 13. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And then it says, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of almighty God. That's Jesus coming in love. Love can look like that too. Love can look like consequences being enforced at the right time. That's love, guys. Consequences. I know U.S. society, and I'm going to do a whole other lesson on this. I love it so much. I know U.S. society even wants to say, You should not even enforce consequences with your own children anymore. The devil's a liar. The Lord says what happens when you don't do that. I'm going to save it for another lesson, guys. I'm going to talk about it because I love it so much. Just like I love this lesson right here. And I think that it's so important. All of this is important to keep in mind. Um, The last few notes here say, all of this is to say we serve a holy and just God. His anger is justified because he is holy. God is love. Yes. And love consists of not only the parts that make you feel good, but also the parts that include consequences for rebellion against a holy God. This means those who follow Christ have a right to demonstrate zealous anger when appropriate. And as long as the person expressing anger is led by the Holy Spirit, his or her anger will be automatically justified. Amen. How do I know this? Well, I just read to you guys an example from Moses and from Phineas. These are two Holy Spirit filled men. Guys, the Bible's filled with examples really and truly. I know you guys were going to want to see more examples outside of Jesus and God. Uh, God the Father, that is, because that I don't know. I've noticed over the years people love that. If I give them an example about Jesus, they'll say, well, that was Jesus. Jesus can do that. 
And so I have to give examples then about Holy Spirit filled believers then doing the same thing and it being justified. You saw when Phineas drove that spear through the couple and killed two people with one spear. The Lord was pleased with Phineas for that. So pleased, in fact, that he lifted his wrath from the from the nation of Israel and stopped killing him with the plague that he put in place to kill him. He said, all right, I'm satisfied now. Phineas, Phineas's expression of passion in this hour against sin has pleased me. That was Phineas, y'all, not Jesus. That was Phineas. Then you got Moses and Moses did more than smash the tablets. There were other, like I said, go back and read. You'll see other occasions where Moses got angry, like he smoked the rock. And then that caused him not even get into the promised land because he wasn't supposed to be. Moses on several occasions was fed up with the nation of Israel. He was fed up, but he was obedient above all. And the Lord was pleased with his obedience overall. These are men of God that demonstrated a righteous anger by way of the Holy Spirit. They were Holy Spirit filled men of God. They were believers. Um, and I want to say this little last note here. It says Isaiah chapter 56, verse one, it says, thus says the Lord preserve justice and do righteousness for my salvation is about to come and my righteousness to be revealed. So this is another mandate here to the believers to preserve justice and do righteousness be ye holy for I'm holy says the Lord and the Lord tells us to come out from among them we can't act like everyone else also the Lord tells us in Matthew we're instructed to go out and make disciples of of all nations of all men in all four corners of the earth baptizing them in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to do what is right that's not always gonna look cool and sweet sometimes it's gonna look like smashing some tablets on the on the rocks or or turning over tables and i and i mean that (laughs) in a way i don't don't necessarily mean that literally per se i'm not i'm not just out here saying guys let's go out and smash some stuff up and no (laughs) hear me guys when i say this please i am trying to say there are moments where we don't have to hug on you for it to be love. There are moments where it's just going to be me just telling you straight up what it is. And you're just going to have to accept that as truth. As long as I haven't given you a reason otherwise. Sometimes love is just going to look like me telling you what you don't want to hear. It's not all about your feelings or mine. Do you think I want to be in your presence? Having to deal with your attitude because I just told you something you didn't feel like hearing or that hurt your feelings. You think that's something I enjoy doing? Or could it be I'm being obedient to the Lord and you ask me a question and so now I have to answer your question according to the will of the Father or your blood is on my hands? I can tell some of y'all didn't get whoopings as a child. I can tell some of y'all didn't get spanked. I'm just going to say that. I'm going to leave on that note. And it's going to be a lesson on that. I know that's another controversial topic and I don't care. Listen, Jesus is a controversial topic. How about that? Especially in 2023, y'all. I'm not 
concerned. I, I cannot be concerned with a man or afraid of a man who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul. I can't be concerned with people who don't have a heaven or a hell to put me in. I can't. I'm concerned with pleasing my father in heaven. So it is what it is. And it's going to be what it's going to be. Amen. According to the word, according to the will of the father, that's my prayer. Amen. Okay, guys, I am curious to see how I'm going to get this video under an hour. I don't think we're going to make it under an hour this time, guys. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening in. Uh, those of you listening in via podcast, please give me a like. Don't forget to follow, follow the show, follow the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Those of you who are watching me right now on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe if you like what you hear. If you see my other videos and you like what you see, you like what you hear, definitely uh, subscribe to the channel. So, yeah, I really appreciate you guys. May God bless you all. Thank you so much for watching. I'll catch you guys next time.